Can I get a John? Woo! Welcome to Feelin' Film, everyone. I'm your film critic here, Aaron White, and this is my review of Silent Night, coming to us from Lionsgate. It stars Joel Kinnaman, Scott Mascuti, also known as Kid Cootie, Harold Torres, and Catalina Sandino Marino. It is directed by John Woo and written by Robert Archer Lynn. Cinematography is by Sherelle Meyer, edited by Zach Steinberg, and music is by Marco Beltrami. It runs 104 minutes, is rated R, for strong bloody violence, drug use, and some language. What's it about? Brian Godluck is a family man who goes into the underworld to avenge his young son's death on Christmas Eve. Well, welcome back, John Woo. This is the director's first American movie in 20 years. And while he sticks to what he's known for, great action, this is a unique picture in that it is a dialogue-free Christmas revenge flick. When I say dialogue-free, I actually mean, yes, this is, by all accounts, an actual silent film. There is some ambient noise here and there from background radio or television or music playing. Very occasionally, you might hear some actual words come out of characters' mouths, but it's never main characters. They're not having conversations, and there's no one actually monologuing. So. It would just be like a character hearing something as they're walking down a hall and there's chatter going on around them. It is a movie that relies entirely on physical performance, facial expression, body language, some great music by Marco Beltrami and wonderful sound design to kind of keep you engaged in its storytelling. Now, this is John Woo. So yes, like I said, it's heavy on the action. It's also got some of his signature flair, like lots of slow-mo and close-ups. The cinematography didn't really wow me, but it's definitely serviceable. I just didn't really feel John Woo's particular style in a big way, outside of the occasional moment, like one particular scene where a teardrop is falling and it transitions into a bullet. It's a very John Woo moment and one of the best shots in the entire film. So our story begins with Brian, played by Kinnaman, chasing down two cars full of very stereotypical Hispanic street gang members, one of which is led by the big bad of the movie named Clea. These two cars have been involved in a shootout that unintentionally took the life of Brian's young son, and he is desperately chasing them down. Eventually, something happens that takes his voice away, hence providing the whole silent night conceit of the film. And that song is referenced throughout the movie, but honestly, this doesn't feel like a Christmas film in the way that maybe like Die Hard feels like a Christmas film because it's set at a Christmas party. The initial events that occur in this movie do happen around Christmas time, if not on Christmas Day. And then Brian's ultimate revenge takes place about a year later on Christmas Eve. Again, there's really no tying this to the holiday outside of that just being the day he chose because it was a year after the initial tragedy. It's a really emotional movie, especially early on. We watch as Brian struggles with the loss of his voice, coupled with the loss of his young son, trying to deal with the fact that he can no longer speak and communicate with his wife in the same way, and then coming home to 
an empty house and a Christmas tree with unopened Christmas presents. Man, I can't even imagine what it would be like to lose my child, but it would be even worse to lose your child at that time of year. And we definitely feel that in a big way through the performance and through, you know, some pretty melodramatic storytelling here. Brian's wife, Saya, also doesn't speak in the film, which honestly feels a little bit forced to fit the whole this is a silent picture. Instead, we see her a few times texting him, you know, like the text messages will pop up on the screen so that you can read them. It, again, doesn't make a lot of sense for why she wouldn't speak to him because he can still hear, but they're trying to keep it consistent. And she's honestly not a big part of the movie after the first act. But I was definitely impressed overall with how Wu shows us this family dealing with grief. It really does get you all up in your feelings as we are leading up to the point where Brian is going to start planning for enacting his ultimate revenge. Now, how does he do this? Well, dude straight up learns how to be a killer by watching YouTube videos. And Kinnaman does a great job of the transition from dopey family man dad to raging psychopath who is obsessed with revenge at all costs, no matter what it takes from him in the rest of his family life that still remains. He also does some pretty clever detective work at times and has to use some creative ways to both acquire and convey information since he can't speak. When he does get going and start taking down folks, it is very raw. This is not John Wick. He is not a trained assassin. This is like if your next door neighbor decided to go on a murderous rampage because he was angry. But after, of course, spending a year like working out in his gym and learning how to slice people's throats open with a knife, he's very easy to root for because of that, because he is an underdog and not someone that you expect to be able to win. It's definitely violent and bloody, but honestly, maybe not quite to the extent that you would expect from a John Woo film. Most of that stuff is reserved for the third act and the climax. There's also a little bit of fun car chase stuff too. Brian modifies a Ford Mustang and uses that on the night that he goes after the gang. The film's pacing is really good, and it all builds up to just a very intense climax that is pretty satisfying. I didn't really care too much for the gang depictions. I found them a little bit over the top and campy, and just as I mentioned before, very stereotypical in how they show drug use and violence and behaviors. And since they aren't talking, there's no world building here. This is not like some in-depth plot more akin to like a John Wick type movie. This is strictly bad thing happened to Guy. He got himself ready to go for about a year and then he went after them. And it's one night, all or nothing. He either succeeds or he fails. That's condensed into one, a little bit over hour and a half long story. And that's it. It's not got potential to keep going. It is just this moment in time, which has its strengths and has its, you know, weaknesses because it's just not very deep. The detective is played by Kid Cootie and he feels kind of out of place. Didn't really think he needed to be there, honestly, and doesn't seem to add much to the movie at all. And then again, as a revenge film, I will tell you it's solid, but you need to keep in mind that there is definitely more of an emotional melodramatic through line that is not all too common in this genre. It's not just nifty choreography for various kills. In fact, 
the choreography doesn't stand out really all that much at all, nor do the specific kills. There's not a wealth of like, oh my gosh moments where your jaw is on the floor because he did a certain thing. It's just kind of normal gunshot killings and working his way through some other hand-to-hand combat a little bit clumsily. So while it was effective and it executed telling the story very well, I was never wowed and don't feel like there was anything in this that is memorable or would really drive me to want to watch it again or remember it at all. It's just not got anything iconic about it. One other big note is that I do really, really like Marco Beltrami's score. It's got a great mixture of evoking sadness early on and at intermittent points during the story where Brian is remembering the loss of his child and what's motivating him to go on. But it also kicks it up a notch and gets really energetic when he is doing his training montages and in the lead up to an execution of the actual revenge section of the film. It's very propulsive and definitely brings that energy during the killing spree and it helped keep me engaged along with some outstanding, very loud sound design that was able to kind of fill in the gaps because you don't really have anything else to listen to since they're not talking. But speaking of that, this is a really good entry point for silent films. So my hope is that maybe people who haven't really taken any interest in silent films previously may realize that they can be done well and engaging stories can be told and your attention can be held and perhaps they'll go back and check out some of the greats like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin and realize that This has been going on for a long time, and there is an art to making a movie work in this way without dialogue. John Woo pulls it off. He does a great job executing that through the fantastic performance of Joel Kinnaman. I really enjoy this movie. I think you're going to have a blast with it. Silent Night will be in theaters on December the 1st. I recommend seeing it with a crowd. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and that's definitely how I would have preferred to see it for my probably one and only viewing. Well, that's it for me on this episode of the Feel and Film Podcast. Thank you for listening or watching this review. If you're enjoying the channel, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you think of the film when you get a chance to see it. Did you enjoy it? Do you like silent films? Are you more apt to go check them out after this? Or was this just a generic revenge film that didn't really move the needle for you? Either way, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening on podcast app of your choice, Give us a five-star review there as well. Leave us some kind words and a review. Those things help us out. We appreciate them a ton. I'll be back with more reviews very soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.